welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Water Cooler Chat Episode 40. The Rings of Power, Season 1, Episode 3. Hello and welcome to another 64 Tacos podcast. Today we're going to be doing our water cooler chat about the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series. Today we'll be talking about Season 1, Episode 3, uh, which just came out um, this week. We start off, I think, following Galadriel a little bit. She's on a boat, if I'm not mistaken, to begin the episode. Yeah, so they came up beside what I what I actually took to be like like a dock or or something, but they apparently swept swept up beside a, a large boat um, and they are brought on board after they are passed out, or at least Gladriel's passed out, and that's where she wakes up in the in the hold of the boat. And then they are brought to the island of um uh what's it called? Uh Numenor. Numenor, which is the island inhabited by humans that was kind of given well the elves believe they gave it to the to the humans in gratitude for the help in the battle against uh yep. Morgoth. Yep. And uh they're actually they're sort of like mega humans. They're long lived and I believe they're either descended from or given long life by their association with um uh Elros, who is Elrond's half elven brother who decided to choose mortal life and live among them. Um, so he, I think he was the original ruler. I don't know if he's still alive or not, although Elrond right. is. So I don't know. I don't know what the mortal, how long mortal life is uh, when you choose that. Um, right. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure all these things someone knows out there and they may or may not be listening, but you know, yeah, um, people know these things, or at least they, they know a version because Tolkien often contradicted himself with all his revisions and stuff. So Mm-hmm. It's hard, hard to pin it down, but yeah, wait, they're the sort wait, of Tolkien. Tolkien wanted <laughs> this story to evolve and change throughout time. Uh, uh, no, it's it's exactly uh, what you think it should be, and anybody else's idea is wrong. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. I forgot. But yeah, they're sort never of like, change anything. They're sort of, they're 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 the ones that the Dúnedain are descended from, which is what Aragorn is. They're like right. the, the 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 the. The, the best of men, the most powerful, they have the greatest civilization. And I have to say, when they, they sailed that ship in and uh, we saw the uh, set and uh, and the CG and the design of uh, Numenor, it is stunning. It was one it of the more beautiful things. It is phenomenal. Yeah. So you mentioned Aragorn and we actually, and, and how he's a descendant of these people, we actually get to meet uh, Isildur. Yes, and, met, and his father, Elendil, and his father, yeah, who actually rescues um, the, the our 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 two uh, protagonists in this story. Yeah, so when they get there, um, it's discovered that elves are not welcome there, and there's no, there's not a. Gladriel's the only elf and the first elf they've seen in a very long time. Um, I guess they've been banned from coming to, coming here, and she is just in this. This kind of bothered me. She just wants to boom get out of here right away, and I don't, I don't quite get the urgency. Like that is not a trait of elves. That is a mm-hmm. trait of dwarves and a trait of humans, and and yep. to a lesser degree, you know, hobbits. Um, that yeah. is not something that's ever been a, a trait of of elves, and I I feel like they kind of betrayed the character a little bit that way, and it kind of frustrated me to be honest with you. 
I uh, I actually 100% agree. Um, I, I mentioned last time that I was having a little trouble um, f- sort of getting along with the Galadriel storyline above all others. And I, you know, did a little reading and stuff and, and thinking and I was like, okay, well, she's supposed to be the, this mighty warrior mm-hmm. in, in her younger days. And she, she grows into her, her maturity and wisdom as she gets older, you know, that, okay, um, that's fine. But that's exactly what I thought. This is not elf like no the the, uh, the the fire the 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 passion. I'm fine with the younger elf having that. Yeah, but the lack of diplomacy and the and the rudeness and the antagonism did not. She didn't feel regal. There needs to be a little bit of right of that in there, and no, uh, especially yeah. considering it's Galadriel who in Lord of the Rings had all of those qualities. Yes, she was extremely passionate, but she had all the diplomacy in the world also. Um, mm-hmm. And she was very patient. Um, and it just, it just didn't make sense that she, and, and I get, you know, from a, from a human perspective, she's trying to go and find out why there are orcs because she just learned from the other castaway that there are orcs again. Um, so, so yeah, there's that, but um, why, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't feel right to me do you think yeah do you think this is a problem of having having a a uh, elf as your main protagonist ah. whereas like because when you think about lord of the rings for example yes legolas was part of the party and he did things but he was not the main character and he managed he was to sort of the driving force yeah and he managed to sort of remain slightly aloof and more aid and go along with it uh, uh legolas did but there it, i feel like they've turned galadriel into a human yep it, and, it feels and, that way and that's that's the thing i i don't like and interestingly um uh what's his name uh Ar- arundel um the uh the the guard uh elf who was captured by the orcs um yes our Arundir, Ar- Arundir, yes. yeah, there it is, Arundir. My, my current favorite character. Yeah, I he manages to have the sort of emotions and reactions while getting the right sort of note of of elfdom. I don't know how it's hard to put my finger on what I mean by that, but no, uh, he's he's definitely the most yeah. elf of the elves so far. Uh, yeah. And to be fair, we did not get to see uh, Elrond this episode, but no. Or, or really, very many of the other elves. No, I went. No, no Elrond. No Celebrim uh, Born. No uh, Durin. No dwarves. Um, yeah. I mean, it's fine because yeah, that's fine. You know, like we don't need to like have every episode be equally divided among all the storylines. No, no, no. um, but um, yeah, I think that's my biggest disappointment so far. Is I I have no problem with Galadriel, you know, doing this stuff. But she from the beginning she's felt, and I think I finally put my finger on it. She feels like a human protagonist, not an elven protagonist. Yeah. Maybe that, that's that very became challenging. Apparent. That became apparent when she was standing in front of the queen. Um, it just didn't, did not feel right at all. Didn't mm-hmm. feel like Galadriel, didn't feel like an elf. Uh, I, I didn't really care for it. Yeah. Um, all right. So we, uh, you just mentioned the other elf character that we got to see this time. The, um, the elf party in the Southlands has been captured by orcs. Yep. He, we, he turns out that his, his uh, watch commander and his fellow uh, watch partner were also captured among a few other elves, I think. Yep. Um, and they're all tasked with, with digging this tunnel. And this is because, and I think this is Tolkien accurate. 
the orcs of this age had been away from the sun so long that they can't they can't stand it's they're like vampires almost they can't deal with the sun right um, it, it burns their skin or causes them irritation or something yeah. like that and what's neat is they made their skin lighter than the, than it was in um in the Lord of the Rings and right, the Hobbit right. and the third age when they had adapted. But yeah, so they're digging this trench basically to, to find a way to, to, to be able to move around almost, or perhaps to dig, mm-hmm. to dig a trench like for warfare. Uh, and so that's what, that's what they're, they're set to work at. They're all chained up along with anybody else they catch and, and, and they're, they're digging a massive trench. Yeah. So we get, um, we get an opportunity for the elves to be elven heroes in this one. Um, and, uh, uh, God, what is, what is his name? Aaron Deer. Aaron Deer. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's an invented character. Um, yeah, it's not a, that name is, is one they came up with a suitably elven sounding name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a little hard to remember for me. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, I, I can't remember any of the names if they weren't, if they weren't in the movie to begin with right. uh, in the original movies. Um, so it's, that always takes me longer to figure out. Anyway, um, they attempt to, or no, no, they're told they need to uh, cut down a tree because it's in the way of the path and the elves refuse to do it. And then um, they kind of cause a disruption. And then the orcs basically, they kill yeah. one of the elves. Yeah, he kills his uh, his watch partner. Yeah. Just cuts his throat. Cuts um, his throat. And, and then he then he says, "Okay, well, I'll cut the tree down," and he you know kind of blesses the tree or whatever. Right. And you know we don't see him cut it down, but it's it's apparent that he cuts it down. And then um, a little later, they uh, they stage a a breakout. Yeah, their idea is to get one of the elves away, um, so he could they can take word um, so that they know what's going on, so they can come back and take care of the uh, the orcs. Yeah. Um, so there's a great battle where they're 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 cut. They they get a hold of some of the weapons. They cut some of the chains. They're fighting with the chains. Really cool yeah. stuff. Yeah. Really um, cool. Elven high fantasy. Uh, yeah. You know, rid- ridiculous shenanigans that are are really fun. But you know, if if you if you can't sus- uh, give give yourself a suspension of disbelief, then don't watch this scene because it's you know it's. <laughs> it's it's Legolas, you know, grabbing the side of a horse and mounting it, and then right yeah. running up the front of an elephant, and yeah. and Be- uh, better, that- C- better CG. Oh I yeah, mean, it, it seems actually like a lot of wire work, which is actually looks pretty cool. Yeah, no, it does look good. It did yeah. look really. Good. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and cool it, battle. It kind of it kind of brought that character to the to my my current favorite in the series. You know, before I wasn't sure between um, between him and the and the Hobbit. Cause, uh, uh Nori. Nori, yeah. Cause she is, she is awesome too. Yeah, and she's, she's so cool. good in this, this episode, but and we'll get to that. But I think, I think that scene brought him to the, to the front for me personally. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and so then they, they do all this effort and they manage to get his watch commander free and he runs and, you know, uh, Aaron Deere goes to the, to the, uh, he's basically still chained, but he, he's able to get to the edge to look and, and see and watch him escape. But unfortunately, um, the, uh, the, the elf that gets away, his old watch commander is uh, struck by arrows, presumably other orcs mm-hmm. and dies. And then, and also they, they fight a warg among all this, uh, that, that, yeah. that was earlier, but, um, yeah, it was, it was fairly bloody. It was one of those things where it was like, um, there, when you think about, um, the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit movies, 
there was a good amount of violence, but there wasn't a whole lot of blood. No, no, that's um, for sure. There's a little more blood in this than we've seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, at least of good guys. Um, um, but anyhow, um, so it, so the escape is, is for not, and then they call out for, is it, uh, what was the, what was his name? Um, uh, they're calling out for, uh, Adar, uh, Adar, Adar yeah. yep. Um, who is, he appears to be a, a man. Um, you don't get to see or his, an elf even, or an elf. You don't see his shape and focus because um he's sort of that's the cliffhanger he's walking towards the screen mm-hmm. and he never comes into focus um but uh he's he's apparently their leader um perhaps he's lending some a, a bit of strategy to the whole you know event um and this brings up the question do you think that uh this is um who do you think this is uh, is he possibly um just a, a is he a generic you know bad guy of some sort um if he's human would that, what would that make him would, could he possibly be although i doubt this could he possibly be fa- um uh a sauron you know um right before he you know takes on his armor and stuff and i don't think so because i i believe that sauron during the forging of the rings basically tricked by appearing to be good he tricked he didn't use orcs right no he he used deception yeah deception and and by appearing to be a good guy so i don't know if that's right but i don't have any idea who this might be yet um all i know is he's played by an actor of who we've seen before who is you know high enough profile that i would think it's a reasonably significant role uh he's a benjen stark from uh uh, game of thrones uh joseph mall so he's an actor who's been in some stuff i would imagine that he probably has more to do than just be a generic Especially the way they set him up, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and find out. Maybe next episode. That's where that 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 uh, line ends. Yeah, and then we uh, we got to hang out with the Harfoot for a little bit. I this this was a really really interesting scene. So they're getting ready for the next migration, and it um, it's telling. Um, Nori Nori's father broke his ankle, mm-hmm. and so they're they're worried they're not going to be able to keep up with their cart and all that stuff. I guess the way it works is they get, they settle down somewhere, gather up all the provisions in their carts, and then they move on to another place. And they have uh, this reading of all of the, all of the left behind. And it's this, this somber moment where they remember all the Harfoot uh, who had not made it through the last migration or, or had died in some way, you know, yeah. since since the last time they migrated. Yeah, they na- they named them and then and, and how their, they died. Yeah, their cause of death. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a neat little ritual. Yeah. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it, it we found out a lot that of- uh, that Poppy's whole family got wiped out. Uh, Nori's yeah. friend who's helping her out. Yeah, so she's on her own. We see that later in the episode when she's pulling her own cart by herself at the back of mm-hmm. the uh, of the uh, of the line there. Yeah. yeah. And- so I, I really liked that development in the Harfoot um, clan. Yeah. And um, we have some shenanigans with uh, Nori and Poppy trying to get some pages out of the big book um, to try and yep. find the uh, a star map. Right. To bring to, to the, uh, the bring mysterious to our... meteor man guy, the stranger. Right. And then um, they must have gotten it to him or, or he... He came into camp 
and uh yeah he finds it i think like yeah, she, finds she took it, it but then and he's uh he finds sitting it the, sitting by the fire looking at it and then it catches on fire and he doesn't know what to do about it because you know he has been alive for two days yeah well his his reaction he can't control his magic it appears his right. reaction like kicks all the fire up at all the different fires around them right and then he freaks out and he stumbles through like a tent covering and knocks it all over and then pops his head up yeah so I, yeah, and all the uh, Harfoots are all hiding from him, and then Nori's got to be banging her head against the wall because he's like, first thing he says is Nori, Nori. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like, damn it, I am caught. <laughs> so the the punishment is that Nori's family has to be the last in the caravan, which is very worrying for them because you know the dad is has that broken ankle, and they're afraid they're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah, if they can't set the pace, they were intending to be near the front, right. Um, but if they can't keep the pace or set the pace, then and that's exactly what begins to happen. Uh, right. You know, Poppy's back there with them um, and then they're behind her and, and he, you know, the, the father's having trouble. Mm-hmm. But then um, but then the stranger comes up and and uh, basically starts pushing the cart and it looks yep. like that and allow them to keep up. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, yeah, all in all, I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, I think so. Again, my complaint is I still don't know. I don't like the tone they've taken with Galadriel. Yep, Other than I agree. that, I'm enjoying all the storylines just fine. I'm not exactly sure what's up with uh, the other the, the guy, Hallbrand, um, Hallbrand, the uh, the human who's with Galadriel. Like, yeah, we should talk about him just a smidge. Um, he was he's apparently the heir to the throne. Possibly. The Southlands. He says he's not. Um, he says he found he found the. Right. The symbol um, that could be BS, or or is he Sauron? You know, right, like you right. know, is is he is he you know is he sort of dissembling, but while telling the truth, while saying that his family is why you know Morgoth fell. You know, it's it's a little hard to tell. He's he's being kept mysterious intentionally, which is you know that's mm-hmm. that's good. It's good. Yeah, good we've got some good mysteries going on right now. Yep. Now, although. And they, they're, they're almost hinting at romance between him and Galadriel, which I don't know. Maybe that's just I don't know. Uh, I Again, if you know that she's going to marry, you know, uh, uh, Celeborn at some point, mm-hmm. it's a bit it's a little I, whatever. It's fine. I don't know. I just don't know where they're going with it. I don't see what the point is. Maybe they're just trying to show that he's a charismatic person. Yeah, um, he's definitely good at stealing stuff, but not, yeah. not good. Not good enough the second time. He also, as it turns out, can kick some ass because he. He yeah, takes care of like seven Numenorians, which is you know Numenorians are are sort of like little extra strong humans. So mm-hmm. it's no it's no mean feat. So you wonder, you know, why is he that powerful? You know, it's it's uh it's it's another little mystery that we haven't figured out yet. Another yep. invented character. So we need to figure out how that all fits in in the thing. But yeah, I think um it's the pacing is is not breakneck, but I really. I've heard some people complain online about how it's too slow and nothing happens. And I, I don't know. I'm kind of enjoying it. I, I'm I, also looking at, I am as, too. you know, it's eight episodes and then possibly five seasons. I'm okay. If they're not like, I, I've watched some other, uh, I watched the wheel of time show and you know, they're so rushed to try to get the story in. And when, if you know the story, you're like, my goodness, what this, they're just mangling stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. so I'd rather, again, this is a story that's, only told in skeletal form in the appendices so they get to choose a bit how detailed they get i don't i kind of like how they're stretching it out a little it's an enjoyable hour to spend you know um 
it doesn't feel rushed and it doesn't feel too slow to me. Yep, I completely agree. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, there's definitely some mystery and suspense. I don't know where certain things are going, which is good. I hate when I can figure things out before long before it's supposed to be revealed. So I feel they're doing a good job with that. Yeah, I mean, overall, my impressions are are uh, mostly positive. Um, obviously, how the season plays out will have an effect on on how you feel about it more than just the, the episodes by themselves. But yeah, I mean, there's some obvious stuff where you're like, well, that's why do they do that? You know, that doesn't make any sense. But, you know, they're not going to get everything dead right. And they may have reasons for why. OK, so as it turns out, Gladriel jumping out of the boat in the middle of the sea. Well, that put her closer to Numenor. So that's where she ended up. OK, again, the, the, the free ticket to paradise from, you know, that you get to you get to go to, to Valinor is still like a, a weird contradicts the basic ideas of the whole you know universe that colton created but they did that to get her out in the sea so she could be collected up with this hall brand and then they end up near numenor so you know sometimes there may be reasons why they do stuff which which don't make any sense so i guess we'll just have to keep watching and see but you know yeah. I, I have enjoyed the watching i'm i'm pleased that this could have been so much worse i think um when I heard Amazon was doing it, I was like, Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this, this has been pretty darn good so far considering. Yep. I'm enjoying it. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap that up there. We will be back with another episode next week uh, to talk about um, episode four of the series. So look for that. I caught it on audio. 